Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Have You Seen Podcast with your host, Mike Bivens, on Twitter at Have You Seen Pod. You can also follow me on Twitter at Bibbs Corner or on Instagram at MBibs. Today we are here to talk about Knock at the Cabin. And when I say we, that means I'm not by myself. I'm joined by my frequent, 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 God, all right, you know what? Multiple time, <laughs> consistent collaborator. <laughs> Reese Williams at Mind Reese on Instagram at M of R twenty five on Twitter. Gotta get used to saying that. <laughs> Reese, how you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. It's 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 good to be back doing this. You know, had a pretty good year last year, twenty twenty two with movies. I did a couple of movies last year with you. Yeah, I think. Um, I don't remember exactly how many, but. This is our first one of the year, first of many, because because I didn't signed up for a couple of those (laughs) joints. So we got one coming up in a few in two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. Amen. Amen. Yeah, two weeks. Sneaking up, sneaking up. But uh, yeah, uh, definitely glad glad to be back doing this, and I think we got a good one. We did old together, right? We did mid-size sedan. <laughs> I would, I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back because with my mind to reach podcast, sometimes I go back and listen to old episodes. I'm gonna go back and listen to that fucking review. That's a that's definitely a classic. I um if it's on the have you seen, I'm gonna up on the old have you seen, I should say. Yeah, I'm gonna upload all the old episodes from there onto this feed. Uh okay. one of these days. <laughs> I'm not gonna confirm when it'll happen. <laughs> um, I already downloaded them. I just gotta upload them. So again, we're here for knocking the cabin today. Uh, let me go through the details. Movie stars Dave Bautista, Guardians of the Galaxy is where most movie people will know him from. Uh, also, Jonathan Groff from Mindhunter. Um, and he was uh, Smith in the most recent Matrix entry. Additional cast, Rupert Grint from the Harry Potter, Ron Weasley, Nikki Amuka Bird, who appeared in Old, uh, and Jupiter Ascending, and then Ben Aldridge from Fleabag and Our Girl. It's the main principal uh, cast, if you will. Movie directed by M. Night Shyamalan, also written by M. Night Shyamalan, along with Steve Desmond, Michael Sherman, and Paul Tremblay. Also got a author credit. Uh, It is based on the book, The Cabin at the End of the World by Paul Tremblay, which is why he got the writer credit. And I must note that this is the first time that M. Night Shyamalan let anyone else get a writer credit on his movie since After Earth back in 2013. So 10 years, no other writers on the, on the, the line with him until this movie. Quick synopsis. While vacationing, a girl and her parents are taken hostage by armed strangers who demand that the family make a choice to avert the apocalypse. So pretty, pretty straightforward synopsis. Um... Before we get into spoilers and whatnot, did you have expectations for this movie? No. Yeah, I, 
when I first saw the trailer, I was like, okay, this looks interesting. And then I saw it was M Night. I was like, all right, all expectations out the window. <laughs> like I can't, I cannot go into this with expectations. I was even, I went to see it with my girl, and um, I was when we were driving home. When I was dropping her off afterwards, we were just discussing. I was like, I don't really know what I expected. I really didn't have any expectations. So that's a perfect basis for going into an M Night movie with. Um, yeah, actually, this one, but no, I didn't have any expectations. Yeah, I was talking to my friend that did the uh, the well uh, review with me, mm-hmm. and uh, she was asking me how I felt about it, and uh, I said I didn't hate it, and like the the um, when you're dealing with an M Night Shyamalan movie, that's that's pretty much the greatest sign off you can give. Cause yeah. with his movies, you either hate them or you don't. Yeah. Um, so that's the only expectation I had. I knew I was going into an M Night Shyamalan movie. Is he going to piss me off or not? And he didn't. He didn't piss me off. I'm gonna say that up front. That's that's all my that my only expectations to either be completely pissed at the end of an M Night Shyamalan movie or to have a good time. With that said. If you are still listening after this point, <laughs> probably going to hear some spoilers. I don't think there's a problem. You're going to hear some spoilers. Going to hear a lot of spo- a lot of spoilers. <laughs> so, right, all you've heard up to this point is that we neither one of us was pissed off by this movie. Don't listen anymore past this point. If you have not seen the movie, this is all you need to know to go see the movie. In my opinion, come back and listen after you've seen the movie. I would not stop anybody from seeing this movie. No, I wouldn't stop anyone from seeing it. Let's get into this. So, first things first. I got to the movie late. I'm going to keep it 100. I did too, but... Okay, tell me when you got there. I got there. I think I got there literally right as it started. Because I feel like as I was walking in, there was some type of title type screen. And the same time I got there. (laughs) But like, I couldn't cannot make this up because I was waiting. I was like, wait, did I get there before? Let me see if I got there before him, because I was I was off. yesterday. Was I off yesterday? What was yesterday? Saturday. I was not off yesterday. I worked yesterday, but my girlfriend works late. She got off like 930, but she got off a little later. She stayed at work late. The movie was at 1030. Okay. So she had to go home first. It takes me about 30 minutes to get to her place. So by the time I got to her place, it was like 1027, 1030. Oh, man. It takes 15 minutes to get to the theater from her place. So that's most of the trailers right there. We would have got in in time, but the fucking AMC had the doors locked. Like that because that was the last movie tonight? No. They probably had the doors locked because of that curfew thing. I don't know. Oh. But it, it it pissed me off. Like both doors were locked, but there was no security at the door. So I had to call them. Like no one was coming to the door. I had to call them and say, "Hey, um, y'all doors are locked, and I have a movie at like ten thirty. Like I can't refund the tickets after the movie has started." So right. she let us in. It was like ten fifty four. She let us in, and uh, as How we're walking, these in, huh? How long were them trailers? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so 
thank God there was the concession stand was closed since my girlfriend was hell bent on getting snacks. And if we'd have got fucking snacks, we'd have missed a, she'd have missed a bunch of shit. I was leaving her. I was about to say, like, yeah. Yeah. So uh, as we're walking in, the title card is coming up. Literally, it says a film by M. Night Shyamalan. And I'm like, all right, I got here just in time, I guess. So I don't know if anything happened before that. I don't even know if I remember seeing that. So the first thing I saw, again, I'm walking in and like, you know, the long hallway type thing. You could I could see the corner of the screen. Yeah. And the corner of the screen looked like something that was probably that page that scene, the thing that you just said. And then the next thing was the little girl catching the grasshoppers. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's when I came in was the little girl was catching the grasshoppers. And I figured that was the start of the movie. That's literally the beginning of the movie. Only thing I, I can say, I don't know if anything happens before. I wouldn't be surprised if something happened before that title card. But what would it be? That's what I'm saying. Like maybe the the four the four people, them meeting. That's the only thing that it could because they kept mentioning how they met at the dock, but we never see that. Right. Good. Good point. So if anybody has seen it and is listening right now, and you could tell us there was a scene before the girl with the butt, the grasshoppers, let us know. Um, I'm not watch, going back to watch it again. I don't think it was important for us to know. By the end of the movie, yeah. Yeah, I, by the end of the movie, I realized, like, all right, if there was a scene before that, it wasn't important. He does like to do foreshadowing. So that's the only reason it even crossed my mind to, like, be worried about it. But, like, yeah. by the end of the movie, I was like, whatever we missed wasn't that big a deal, if it was anything. So, um, right off the bat, How'd you feel about that first scene? Like, just start off, like, because I, again, I, you know, I don't watch trailers. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure how they got in the house. I assume, <laughs> I assume they just bust up in the house, like, what's up? But Batista having this long conversation with the little girl was weird to me. I was like, why would they send a big dude to go talk to this child? Because he's obviously the nice one. So, like, later we realized that. Yeah. Um, but it was just a weird dynamic seeing this big swole dude hunching down to talk to this little girl. <laughs> How do you feel about the little girl? I think she was good. I agree. I liked her. She was good. She served her purpose. She wasn't annoying at all. No, she was cute. Uh, the, the way she responded, her character responded, I could see a child responding that way. Uh, so, yeah, she was... No complaints from the little girl for me. Yeah, she did her thing. She did what she had to do, and she didn't do too much. She didn't stayed out of the way. Nope. Um, that first scene, it kind of sets the tone that whatever they're about to do isn't. Again, no, I didn't see the trailer. I had no, didn't know what to expect. I just thought some people was gonna be acting weird and crazy. He seen, he seemed genuinely nice. He did, yeah. And so now I'm like, what in the world is this about? Like, what is this movie about? I don't know anything about the book. Um, he didn't scare the little girl. But then when the homies show up and they're trying to get in, that's when it starts to get a little like, how is this about to go down? Also, when he's talking to her, it's like it's coming off like feels like he's done this before. Like he's just having this conversation with this little girl. It's like it comes so natural to him. But then we understand why, because he's a second grade teacher and a counselor. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Um, and that's the part that makes it less M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. <laughs> it also makes it less creepy. 
and a lot less creepy. Like yeah. he's used to dealing with small children. Right. Um, so I thought that was a cool touch. I thought it was cool to see him in that type of role. Um, did you feel like he was believable? He was the best part of the movie to me. Um, yeah, he was the best character in the movie to me. He was believable. And, you know, shout out to Batista for taking roles like this and not trying to be typecast or put into a box. I think this is, yeah, this, he was believable. Even though he was big as fuck, it's just like, I can see it. Yeah, he probably just works out a lot. Like, right. And just because he works out don't mean he can't be a sensitive soul. Like, right. <laughs> he's swole doing this. Doing tattoos and shit, just... I'm glad they wasn't like, hey, let's CGI the tattoo. Nope, keep him. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> he just, he just, that's just his life. Like, we, we, we not gonna judge people by their appearances out here. Um, I thought that the dads were the best part of the movie, specifically. Okay, I mean, yeah, fair point. I think, and like, without that, without their dynamic working, the movie kind of could fall apart. Like, I generally them as a couple. I liked the three of their dynamic together. With the girl? or Leonard, the girl. Eric, and Andrew. Okay. Because Leonard obviously stood out from the the other three. Right. Um, but yeah, I liked I liked their dynamic, but I understand what you're saying with Andrew and Eric. If those two characters aren't hitting, it's like, yeah, it's just I don't care. I'm not invested. This doesn't work. Right. Like I if you're not invested in a relationship, it falls apart. Um, with that said, M. Night Shyamalan, known for flashbacks in his movies and stuff, a lot of flashbacks in this movie. I thought every flashback was perfectly timed and placed. I think they were perfectly timed and placed. I, I was thinking back, I'm like, nah, there was never a moment where I'm like, why are we going to a flashback here? We don't need, we don't need this. Now, granted, <clears throat> I don't know if they all serve their purpose well. Okay. Because there were times I was like, okay, what's the reasoning for this? How does that connect to what's going on right now? But yeah, yeah, I think it was just there to show most of it was there to show the relationship between Andrew and Eric, I think. Which one, like, do you have one in mind? The dinner with the parents. Yeah, I think that was definitely a shorter relationship one. Yeah. Um, I think that was really it because I was thinking about another one, but I'm like, no, that was the adoption. Obviously, that's important. Right. The adoption um, was important. <laughs> and then like the bar one was the, the bar was important. I thought you might would have thought it's important because it shows why he's acting the way he is. Yeah. And um, and you get to see the other character that they crossed paths with in the past that was. Yeah. There. I think those were the only three, right? Uh, they had one flashback to when they were riding up to the cabin and singing the song in the car. Obviously, that was a, that was foreshadowed. That was set up for what right. we got at the end. So, um, yeah, well, I would say only the dinner is the one I was like, oh, I didn't really need this, but I get why they did it. It was th- that was part of that, like like we said, that investment into the relationship. Yeah. Seeing, you know, one of the dudes dad wasn't feeling it. Um and how I don't think either of them were to be honest. You're right. The mom was better at hiding it, but yeah, they probably neither one of them. I mean, he said they drove seven hours and stayed 45 minutes. Like they're gonna they drive seven hours back. Gas. <laughs> like, don't even come if you're gonna be like that. Right. 
Um, we could have did a Skype interview for all that. <laughs> Everybody some time. Um, but the fact that that happened and then they kind of agreed, like, it's, it's us. You know what I mean? Like, we we going to stick together no matter what type of thing. Um, again, gives you some more buy-in to that relationship. The kills, the deaths. So at what point, let's do this. At what point did you, did you believe their mission the entire time? Or did you think it was going to be some crazy, they just crazy and there's actually nothing going on type stuff? I'm glad you asked this because this is something I want to get into as well. Um, but 80% of the movie, I believed everything they were saying. What point made you doubt it? Just in the beginning, when they first got there, I'm like, all right, why y'all got these weapons? Like, what's what's going on? And, and the minute they off the first person, I'm like, all right. I, they telling the truth. Before I even before they even off the first person to turn the TV on, before they turn the TV on, I'm like, all right, they telling the truth. Like, and they seem genuine because they're they're taking they're clearly not trying to hurt them. Right. If they were lying. They would get violent. Right. They never once got violent, even when they was getting their ass beat. So which means they needed them alive to make the decision, which means they're telling the truth. Yeah. Once they started killing each other. I believe that they believed it for yeah. sure. Like I didn't, they weren't, this wasn't some game that they were playing. Yeah. At that point. Um, especially with how, like, it wasn't like killed off camera, like killed off to the side. You just don't see a body. And then they're just going to all come out and be like, we got another group <laughs> at the end, like dancing to celebrate, which I believe No, they, I was trying to think, like, did they, like, did the guy go out and check to see if the body was there or he went to get the, but he went to get the, he went to get the wallet. Yeah. So. After what the fuck they did to him, they had to, he's dead. <laughs> they, they did him in. They yeah. Did it up. Uh, I think. I believe that they believed it the whole time. Yeah. Especially at, after the death. at least. Yeah. I was not sure. Like, so I think it was Daddy Andrew. I'm not going to call him that the whole time. Andrew. <laughs> I, was, I was doing my Batista because he, he was sticking to the daddy thing the whole time. I like what you said, though. I, I like that. I believe that they believe. Right. Like they, That's what I was saying. Because they seem desperate. Because Andrew, I'm pretty sure you'll get into it. Go ahead. Yeah, they seemed, <laughs> they didn't seem like they were crazy. They seemed no. like they understood that this seems crazy. Yeah. But that we need to get this across to you. It felt like they were playing a game of like uh, password or something where they, they're trying to get you mm -hmm. to say the magic word, but they can't use a certain word, but they're trying to win this million dollars and they're desperate to get you to say what they need you to say. They can't make you do it. They're trying to convince you to do it. Right. It felt like that. And I, all the acting was on point. Usually M. Night Shyamalan's acting gets kind of clunky, but I didn't feel any of that in this movie. With that said, Andrew has some good, good points. Yes. And Andrew, the Andrew factor was keeping me questioning stuff. 
Yeah, he was like, what he was doing, obviously, I believe that they believed it. But right. when Andrew started making points and questioning shit, I'm like, all right, these motherfuckers might just be on some bullshit. <laughs> they might not even know that they on it. Right. Which was, which was his point was like, I know this dude. This dude is the one that cracked me in the head. And he and they was like, they mentioned a message board at one point. He was like, y'all got on a message board. Like this dude recruited y'all to come help y'all mess with some gay dudes or something like that type of thing. Um, and it was making sense. Then he was like, is this a, he talked, you know, I looked at the banner. This ain't even a live feed. This is a replay on the TV. Like he said, he kept looking at his watch and the watch part didn't make sense to me because until he said, you knew what time this was going to play on the TV. That's like, first. I was like, you can't see, keep saying the watch thing. Cause he's already said there's a specific timing that stuff is going to happen. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then when he said, you already knew what time this was going to show up on the TV. I was like, okay, that's why he's bringing the watch up. So up through the second TV clip, when he's saying all this stuff, like you're just timing it. I was still questioning, like, are these, are these people, have they been set up by some other entity? to do this and it's for laughs and giggles for whoever else this person is or this other group is is external entity so yeah i that part of it again because we had the suspense because i wasn't 100 sure helped me enjoy the movie mm-hmm. now you said 80 percent of the movie was was there a particular point where you did turn i never turned after i started after, you st- after the death you were all in yeah, I was all in. So with that said, then but Andrew did start making me question, like, all right, something's <laughs> because when let's be real, when you go into an M Night movie, you're like you're looking for everything because you're like, well, what's the twist gonna be? What's 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 gonna be the thing at the end where it's like, oh, we got you, and you try to catch it. Exactly. That, that's what I was doing with the Andrew thing. I'm like, I feel like they setting up something, like, <laughs> but but nah, them motherfuckers was. <laughs> They were not playing. They were not playing. So Eric is the other guy. And when they break into the cabin, he gets a concussion. Yeah. I thought the concussion was going to be a key thing for what happens. Mm -hmm. I felt like either he was going to see something, which he did. And I thought they kind of showed us. I was about to say that. I saw something, too. They showed us him seeing it. Like, as he's on his knee, as... Uh, Redmond, I think his name is. Yeah, the Grinch character. was his real name, but one of them motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> he's on his knees with the bag over his head. They're about to kill him, and you see a reflection, like it's like a mirror, or you see a the light. light you see something. something. Yeah, yeah. And I saw that, and I didn't think anything of it at the time. I just thought it was nice cinematography thing or something. Right. Until Eric says, "I saw something in the light," and I'm like, "Okay, I wasn't tripping." Right. Um, I didn't see a figure, but I saw I the light. Like I, if if I watch the movie again at some point, I'm gonna like try to pause it or something. Yeah, they mm-hmm. did put a figure there. Um, but yeah, well, many men Jesus. I was about to say, was it Jesus? Was it an angel? Like, was it God? I don't. Right. So, with that said, uh, I thought that the concussion was going to play a bigger role. It does play a role in Andrew not believing that he saw what he saw. Yeah. Um, because he's like, you know, you're already sensitive to light because of the, the concussion. Like, I'm not going to go by what you're saying right now. 
um, which I thought was a smart piece to the story to, to create those seeds of doubt, if you will. So at that point, once you believe them, what did you expect to occur? Did you expect them to end up making a decision or no? I didn't actually. Okay. Have you ever seen Cabin in the Woods? Yeah, a long time ago. It's been a while. At the end of that movie, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Cabin in the Woods, it came out like 25. Fast forward like a minute or something. The movie came out like 2012, 2014. Hey, if you haven't fucking seen it at this point, it's not my problem. Um, <laughs> Fast forward a minute, like I said. Yeah, do whatever the fuck you gotta do. Um, <laughs> at the end of that movie, I'm not spoiling the whole movie, but at the end of that movie, a sacrifice has to be made to save the world, basically. Right. Um, think you have to sacrifice a virgin or something. And sacrifice isn't made. The person in charge of making the sacrifice is murdered. And they're like, you know, I guess they didn't believe what was going on. And the two people that survived are just like sitting there waiting for something to happen. And boom, like some giants bust through the ground, lava everywhere. Hand comes out of the out of the ground, slams down. The apocalypse is about to happen. And right. like, I thought the ending was going to be something like that. Like they don't believe this they never believed it and eric was never able to convince andrew neither of them make the sacrifice and at the end the, the end of the world commences and it's just them left but so i expected either that or for something weird to happen with the little girl me too like the little girl to like point out something in their past or something like that and like something that connects yeah yeah and that was going to be what either caused them to make a decision or maybe she was going to make the decision or something like that. So towards the end, like when they're face to face, I thought the little girl was going to be the one to like, and that would have been dark. But <laughs> <laughs> that would have been dark. But I thought the little girl was about to be the one to like off camera, boom. And you just hear the gunshot or something. And you like when you saw Andrew's face, I thought he was looking like, wait, I didn't do that. But that didn't happen. So um were you surprised? I probably would have been corny, but were you surprised it was Eric that ended up being the one to go? No. I was telling my girlfriend this. My girlfriend was saying uh she thought it was gonna be Andrew. I said I felt it was gonna be Eric because he felt more like the nurturing character, the, I, uh, the one hard. to sacrifice himself. I was gonna me? say the mom character. Okay. And it's weird because it started out the other way, I think, in a relationship. I, I think, think that changed. I think that changed after the fight. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, he, he always came off that way. And throughout the entire movie, you can tell he's listening more than Andrew was. Like you see it in his facial oh, like, expression. Gotcha. Yeah. He, yeah, 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 I agree. He's starting to slowly believe it. So from that point, you're like, okay, if anybody's going to make the sacrifice, it's going to be him. But when, when you say make the sacrifice. The go, die, like be like I, me. Yeah, be the one willing to die. At the end, they both were willing to die. But he was convincing. I don't, I think Eric was willing to die because he truly believed and what they were saying. Right. Andrew was willing to die because he didn't want to kill Eric. Exactly. And that's kind of where uh, Eric kind of pointed, like, you, you're the one that fought. 
the hardest. And I know you're going to fight for our daughter type of thing. Right. Um, which made a lot of sense. It worked for me. Like that scene at the end of the episode, I always asks like, what's one scene that stuck with you or is going to stick with, with people. That's not the one I was going to choose, but that scene uh, is a very powerful scene. I think it's Which one when they're like together trying to make that decision. Oh yeah. And then like when he's telling them, you know, the future he sees or whatever, and show it, and actually show it. Yeah. It works. <clears throat> like usually that type of thing could be goofy, but it works. Like when you see the older version of the little girl and they're together and stuff like that, like that's, that was fire. The I'm scene not- that stuck with me. And that's a good one. The scene that stuck with me is when he got to the truck and he starts going through the stuff. Okay. And he finds the little certificate from Leonard, his students writing all over it. And because he's saying like, man, these people was telling the truth. They had lives and they were willing to sacrifice. They sacrificed all of this because right. they, they gave their lives literally like yeah. the Adrian, the lady, the white lady, she had a son picture of her. That one was like, Oh man, like that's tough. Uh, the, the black lady whose name, whose character's name, I can't remember. Um, she was a medic or whatever. Uh, O'Bannon did work at a, uh, a gas plant or whatever, you know, probably was trying to do better, you know. Right, like he went to jail, but he looked like he had cleaned up, turned around as a turn. Yeah. That scene stuck with me. So I wasn't trying to do that here, <laughs> but we did that, so that's fine. Uh, before we get out of here, I do have to do this real quick. If you don't mind, you can mute if you want, but I got bills to pay. So if you're listening to this podcast, I got a couple partners I want to talk about. Just going to do one. Since I got a guess here, I'm not going to make Reese wait. Uh, but if Cinemark is your local theater, you got to get on that Cinemark Rewards plan. Now, they have two tiers for the Cinemark Rewards. The first is the Cinemark Movie Fan. It is a free tier. You sign up for it, you pay nothing. But you earn one point for every dollar you spend. You can redeem your points for tickets and other rewards. Uh, you'll get member access to screenings and advanced tickets. You'll get extra discounts on the Discount Tuesdays with Cinemark, and you'll also get additional exclusive member offers as they arrive. Again, that's the free tier. You don't have to pay anything to sign up. If you're going to a Cinemark movie theater and you're not on this reward plan, you're just giving away money. Now, if you're a bigger moviegoer, you might want to consider that Cinemark movie club. It's $9.99 a month. You get all of the above. Plus, you get one free movie ticket a month. Again, that's paying for itself. If you go see one movie, 20% off all concessions. And if you upgrade the premium, you upgrade the premium by going to a certain number of movies in a year. It'll be up to 25% um, or platinum, not premium. 25% off of your concessions. Online fees are waived if you're a Cinemark Movie Club member. So if you're like myself, you like to buy your tickets ahead of time. I got the I got a, a plan where I have to pay fees to to when, even when I'm purchasing online, even though I'm paying a subscription. With the Cinemark Movie Club, you don't pay any fees for buying online. Any unused ticket credit. So if you're a person, you're like, ah, I don't know if I want to do that $9.99 a month for one free ticket. What if I don't use my free ticket? It rolls over to the next month if you don't use it. So you don't lose it. 
you're guaranteed to be able to use that ticket eventually in the long run. And you'll get member pricing for any additional tickets you buy. For more info on the Cinemark Rewards, that's the movie fan or the movie club level, hit the show notes for details and sign up today. Now let's get back to this review. Uh, Reese, thank you for, for enduring. <laughs> While I, did I didn't know you did those like that anymore. I didn't. Well, I can't I hear you all of a sudden. Like that now. Say what? I didn't I, know you did those like that now. Yeah, I got a few. I really need to be doing more, but uh, Cinemark, that was the easiest one to throw into the, the movie thing. Okay. Uh, restaurant.com, another one. I might put that in the show notes without doing the pitch. I don't have to do the pitch. I can just put everything in the show notes, low key. Roku is another one, um, and I'm waiting on a few others, but we'll see. Uh, with that said, what the, well, the one thing we have to touch on, the reveal that they are the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Now, let me ask you something. Okay. <clears throat> Leaving out of this movie, I was like, damn, there wasn't a twist. I'm, I'm shocked. <laughs> Do you think that counts as the twist? I don't know about a twist, but it's a great reveal. It's a great reveal because I didn't put two and two together. Until, I didn't either. Until he said it, I, I was literally, I was like, oh, wow. Okay. That makes sense. The four horsemen of the apocalypse. Yeah. I didn't think about that, but yeah. I don't consider it a twist. It feels like a thing where they could have easily walked into the cabin and said, we're the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Right. And then you still could have the same movie of them not believing them. To be honest, they probably didn't know they were the four horsemen of the apocalypse. They just know we had these visions. We know we have a mission. This is what we have to do. And that that worked for me, too. Mm -hmm. I don't believe they knew either. Um, wait, how, how does it come out? I forgot. Oh, did Andrew? Eric. Eric? Eric mentions it. So he put it together. <laughs> um, I found this in the, the trivia for the movie on IMDb. I'm going to read it real quick. It says, the strangers are each wearing a different colored shirt. Leonard is wearing white. Redmond is wearing red. Sabrina is wearing yellow. And Adrian is wearing blue. Each color represents their portrayal of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. White for guidance. Red for malice. Yellow for healing. Blue for nurturing. And that's exactly what Eric said they represented. Right. And if you look at Andrew, his T-shirt has the elements of each of those colors, hinting that he would be the one to survive. He did have all of those colors on his shirt. <clears throat> hmm. So that's that's an interesting little little tidbit. And that's that's a nice that's a nice little thing, I think. It's nice. That's nice. That's a nice thing to put in there. It enhances the movie for me. That's that's why people were comparing Jordan Peele to M. Night Shyamalan, because that's some Jordan Peele shit now. <laughs> that shit Shyamalan probably would have did back in the day when he was making good movies. But <laughs> um, not counting this one. But uh, but yeah, that's 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 nice. I would have never caught that. Uh, another one I wanted to mention, <clears throat> and I was wondering about this. So roughly 30 minutes in when the characters are watching the news broadcast of the earthquake in the Pacific, that's real. They use real satellite footage from January of 2022 when there was a violent inner underwater uh, earthquake eruption or a volcano eruption. 
that was uh, so strong that the shockwaves traveled around the globe at least twice. Damn. And you could hear it all the way in New Zealand, which was 2,300 kilometers away. Jesus Christ. Um, so they use real footage for the satellite images of the earthquake. The satellite images, not the people on the beach and all that stuff, but the satellite images. Um, I will say I was pissed off when the people at the beach just stood there for as long as they did. Bro, oh my God. I didn't verbally say it because it wasn't a lot of people in my theater and they, everybody would have heard me. <laughs> but I'm watching and I'm like, the minute I just saw a lip, you could have made it. Right. You started running at the correct time. Like, right. and I'm looking, I'm like, all right, first of all, I was like, is this a live broadcast? Because if it's not, how do they get this footage? But that's it. <laughs> but that's I'm the watching, person who's doing like, a live stream or something. Right. So I'm watching it and I'm like, okay. Clearly, y'all see the wave rising up. At what point do y'all think? Hey yo, what the fuck? That's that would have if I'm on that beach, that would have been me. Like, hey yo, hey, hell no. Fuck? All you'd have heard was. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm figure this out while I'm while I'm running. Like, I'm not you why Scooby Doo and they be running in place with just like the dust <laughs> under their feet. That would have been me, and I'd have just the thing that like I know from hearing stories. When before a tsunami hits, the coastline gets sucked out. Like wherever the coastline is, it suddenly gets sucked out. Like the water disappears, like goes away dramatically. Like you have some time. Like when that happens, don't be like, oh, that's weird. Oh, shucks. Wonder what happened there. What happened to the water. I know what's about to happen to me. I know I'm up out of there. <laughs> I'm out of there. Gone. That pissed me off. So much. And they waited till the last second. The last minute. Once not the water there, you're not out running water. Getting there. Like, it's a wrap. It's a snack wrap. You're done. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was fun. Um, I'm trying to think. Is there anything else I need to? Oh, my scene that I think will stick with people uh, as far as the dramatic stuff that's occurring has to be the planes falling out of the sky. Yes, I was about to say that disturbed me. That was a little creepy. Because, like, imagine you're flying in a... Oh, my God. And it's and it's so realistic because they're not just falling fast. It's like they're falling so, like... Because of their aerodynamic at the end of the day, like, they... Yeah. <laughs> um, now, one thing I will say. Okay. Like four planes fell in the same vicinity. Like, <laughs> and so <sighs> within two, three miles of each other, they fell like in a fucking circle. Four planes ain't flying that close to each the other. Only way that makes sense is if wherever that was is near an airport. Um, because airplanes they do kind of stagger them pretty closely together. Okay, and if they didn't fall at the exact same time. That that could make sense if they were near an airport, whether it's planes that just took off or planes that are just landed. Okay, I get trying to come into land. Um, but yeah, that if I if you want to nitpick, that's definitely something to nitpick. Especially a lot of them were landing around 
major landmarks. Like they they wanted he wanted you to know where they were falling. So okay, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was the, in like Sydney, Australia. The second one they show was in London. They had Big Ben in the background. Um, like they wanted you to know where they were, basically. Um, <laughs> this is funny. They so you know on IMDb they have goofs like places where they messed up. Uh, the one they have here is that Eric, when he's getting his head bandaged and when he's getting his bandage changed, his hands are tied in the front of the chair. Yes. And then when he sits back down in the chair, they're behind his back. And no one tied him. No, no explanation. Right. No explanation. <laughs> so that's funny. Um, I felt like I noticed it, but I didn't I didn't care after that. Yeah, it was like a quick thing. And I just didn't care. I was back into the story. Right. Uh, any other thing that you want to know about this movie? At the end, when Eric makes the sacrifice and he goes into the tree to get a uh, win, I thought that was about to be the twist. Like, oh, wait, it's still happening because, like, everything was burning. The- I wonder about that, too. Yeah, I was like, oh, wait, it's still happening. But that's that's not what happened. I think... God was just like, all right, time to burn the house, get rid of the body. Like, like we're just recreation. There you go. Yeah, I wasn't mad at it. Um, I was really shocked there was no twist in this movie. I mean, the twist is that it actually was true, I guess, at the end of the day. If you want to look at it. I guess that is the twist, but that's not the twist for me because I believe them <laughs> like most of the movie. <laughs> so... <laughs> But I think the fact that it didn't have a quote unquote twist helped the movie. Like I would agree. Because a lot of his twist at the end just making break because old was already bad, but that twist at the end just puts Terry <laughs> on the fucking top. <laughs> and that's where M Knight usually gets himself in trouble is trying to do too much. Cause he knows that people are expecting things, and so he'll do like two to three twists at the end for no reason to try to think. Like, like glass, don't even get me fucking started on that. Fucking cool. Um, <laughs> M Night did his thing. I, I think I tweeted it. I think M Night got one. Um, I'm not mad at his movie. I enjoyed it. I'm not when sure. You, what you think he got one? What 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 are you? He got a good movie. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> he made a good movie. All right. Um, and I do think that having multiple other writers involved kept him from. I think I've talked about this with um. Taika Watiti. Sometimes having all the control is not good. You need Tyler Perry. You know, you need other voice. You need somebody to say that's too much. Um, or that's not enough. So I'm gonna, I don't want to give them the credit for holding him back. But I, I think that's probably what happened. Possibly. And it works. So shout out to M. Night. If you've seen the movie, let us know what you think uh, on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, whatever. I don't know why how you do it on YouTube, but <laughs> wherever you can find us, let us know what you think. I don't know what I'm going to rate this yet. I got a lot of movies to catch up on. Uh, Bibbs Corner Awards, end of the month. I got to get these ballots out to my voters. Anybody who has ever uh, done an episode with me is a voter 
That's the rule I came up with. So, Reese, you'll get a ballot. I'm going to give you the short list with 10 on each category. <laughs> and the rule is don't vote if you haven't seen at least three of the movies in the category. Gotcha. Um, and then you'll have three weeks to see the movies if you want to uh, knock one. And after I get the ballot, I'll have three weeks to see the movie. Right. If you want to, if you maybe you've seen two in a major category, you can go watch at least one more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we, we, we covered this one thoroughly. I don't think there's much else to say. Uh, unless you have one more parting thought. Nah, I said everything I need to say about it. I liked it. <clears throat> well, with that said, we'll catch you next time. Peace. Peace. Peace.